You are listening to First City Forum. I am your host, Brittany Rickard, here with Dion Booth today. Dion, remind me what you are running for. I'm running for a three-year seat on the Ketchikan City Council. Okay, awesome. We've had a lot of politicians on in the last few weeks. This has been a really um, fun, albeit a little bit of an intense political season. So, um, yeah, Dion is here. We've had, I think, Kevin on and Austin on so far. Um, so, Dion, how long have you been in Ketchikan? Um, I've lived here my whole life, um, saved two years. So, I'm 28 years old. I uh, was born here, lived two years over in Metlakatla, and then uh, my family moved over here, and I've been here ever since except for a few months in Washington and a few months in Reno, Nevada. Okay, very cool. Um so, I'm assuming you're a little bit passionate about Ketchikan if you're running. I I love it. Yeah. Um I I try like I said I, I spent a few months in Washington, a few months in Reno. And I, I just couldn't hack it. I had to. I had to be home. I, I love it here. I was gonna say, why? Why didn't you end up staying down south? Uh, you know, I just typical homesickness. <laughs> I was down there. I was. I was. Uh, I had a good career in Washington. Uh, things were going really well, but um, the the heat was a little bit too much for me. I missed the rain, which is weird. But uh, just coming back here to a very mild summer, I. I uh, I just missed it too much. I had to come back home. I was, uh, we were just talking about this, but I was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, and I couldn't handle the heat. <laughs> so I get you there. Um, also, uh, there's a sense of community here that you don't get in a big city too. And I know a lot of people that were born and raised here that leave and they're like, mm, never mind. <laughs> and they end yeah. up coming right back. Yeah. yeah so um, what made you want to run for city council? Um, so I've been focusing on myself and my career for the last five years um, in you know, not really paying attention to the issues around me, but two and a half years ago, almost three, my daughter was born and I, I looked around town and I was like, gosh, I've been just so focused on myself. I haven't been really paying attention to what's going on around town. And so when she was born, I, uh, it was right around the ports issue where, where the city council was considering leasing our ports. And I, I remember reading something that there was a potential to lease our ports for 30 years. And my daughter was, you know, a month old or something. And I just couldn't imagine her being 30 years old by the time a contract was up that seven people decided. And, and that's when I, I really started paying attention. I started going to meetings. Um, every time there's a big issue, I, I try to get up there and speak. I ask if, you know, people, people are sometimes shy and don't want to speak. I'm, I'm shy and I don't want to speak sometimes. But people have come and be like, oh, I can't believe they're, they're considering raising property taxes. That was the last one a few months ago. Um, so I went up there because I heard from multiple people and I, I didn't feel happy about it. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, COVID is just ending. This is a hard time for everyone still. Could we not raise property taxes, you know? And uh, they didn't, luckily. But, um, yeah, mainly I, my, my biggest motivation, you know, could, you could call it selfish. It's for my daughter. I, I want to help shape this town into something she could be proud of. And, and I want her to feel that same sense of, homesick when she leaves right. <laughs> i want her to come back like i did I, I want this town to be just flourishing for our youth it should be a special enough place that you want to stay <laughs> yeah i want to come back yeah you know and there's so many uh, so many people out there that complain about the decisions being made and um well they decided this and they decided that and i feel like it, it takes a special light bulb to go off to be like who is there and how do i become a part of things yeah. <laughs> so there's so few people that do it so it's good that um this year we've had some and we were just talking about this some more youthful people running and stuff yeah um so I guess when it comes to the decision that the councils make, what are you most passionate about saving or protecting that's going on now or about changing? Um, 
So I think one thing that we can work on is uh, public safety. Uh, definitely, you know, and that that ties into the drug issue, which is is very complex and hard because yes. it's not just the city. This something like that, public safety and the drug issue, it's going to tie in with the borough. It's going to tie in with Saxman. It's going to tie in with every entity, KIC, that can help. And so one thing, you know, we I think we definitely need to help out or, or to not lose is our police forces. We need to keep funding them because they're the front lines. You know, they're out mm-hmm. there making these big busts, which they just made another one recently. I read about that, yeah. Yeah, and, that, you know, it's easy to live here and, and turn a blind eye, but if you walk downtown at night or walk walk along Park Avenue, it, it's right there in your face, and it's kind yeah. of scary. And that that's something I don't want my daughter to grow yeah. up around, and, and that's something I do want to change. And, and one thing to that I want to keep the same is is our police force. I want to keep funding them. I want them to have everything they need, and I want to have a really good relationship between the council and the KPD. The drug epidemic is 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 intense here. We just had Stomp the Stigma on a couple times um, before their you know big event that they do every year, and it's it's intense. I wasn't even aware of the full effect of everything. So they gave us some numbers and stuff that were kind of jarring and shocking. Um, let's see. Well, let's talk about housing. Do you have ideas on housing or the crisis that we're going through? Or I also should preface with saying that I'm new to a lot of this information. <laughs> so I wrote a couple questions down for him. So if they aren't very full-fledged, that's what's going on. Um, so I think the, the very first thing that the council can do is not raise property taxes because yeah. that's a that's a really quick band-aid to a budget issue. Mm-hmm. But you're going to push those property taxes on the landlords who are going to push it onto their tenants who are already struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, so so it seems like it's like an easy oh we'll take from take from the rich you know, but it's it's really going to just be pushed on over. And we've seen this years and years of prices going up, housing prices going up. At I own a home, and every year whether I do something to it or not, the values increase. So they're already raising <laughs> the property taxes by saying my house is worth more than it is. Right. Um, so if we could at least, at the very least, not raise property tax, that's going to be huge on helping not raise rent and not raise affordable or m- keep housing affordable. Um, I've been going to the Grow Catch Camp meetings and then um, moderating the the forums and stuff like that. And I didn't realize that this was kind of something on the table, but they were discussing potentially putting um, restrictions and stuff on Airbnbs and stuff like that. What are your opinions there? That's a that's a tough issue because mm-hmm. I'm you know it it's, is it's yeah. hard to say you know capitalism that, that if you want to use your space as mm-hmm. it is. But I think that there there's always a good meat in the middle, and on something like that. Maybe we say, okay, you can Airbnb in the summer mm-hmm. because that is when you're going to be, people are going to be coming to town. They're going to be needing seasonal jobs. They're going to just be staying for three days. I had a comedian come and an Airbnb would have been great for him to just stay for three days. Instead, it was a you know struggle to get a hotel because everything's booked up. Yep. But then, so like I said, meet in the middle of maybe we restrict or allow it in the summertime and then restrict it in the winter where we, de- we, oh, we need the most housing. definitely yeah. don't want to see people outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, winter's rough here. Okay, let's talk about, you know, you sh- uh, Dion kind of educated me, or we got educated together, <laughs> on <laughs> prop, is it Proposition 2 prop right now? Prop 2, yeah. Yeah, um, so, t- t- you go ahead and explain it. You'll explain it better than I would, what we just found out. So, my understanding previously was that uh, city residents could not vote on Prop 2, and that's, uh, you know, the 
so-called defund the library. Right. But it's it's just, you know, they don't want to pay the property taxes. I think it's five mil on um, something they don't have a voice on. So I knew that we couldn't vote on it as a city, and I didn't know why. So I called our good old friend Austin Otis, Austin and I asked Otis. why. Um, and the the why is because we're our, the city residents are already paying our portion, so we can't vote on a borough tax um, which, which makes is sense. so interesting, almost a little disappointing because I know it's such a hot button topic and everyone's talking about it. And I won't even get into my opinions on it, but um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be disappointed to find out that they actually cannot <laughs> vote on Prop Two if they're. I, you know, it is a big hot topic issue. I don't think uh, we should worry about it as much right. because because everyone loves the library. I've, right. I'm I honestly haven't met anyone who's like. You know, you know, let's get rid of this library. library. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves Burn library. It, yeah. My daughter is there constantly. I, so I mean, I am worried about it. I do. I really hope it doesn't come through. But uh, I don't. I don't think there's that many people. I understand their reasoning. You know, they it's uh they didn't get to vote on it, and and that's something I'd like to change within yeah. city and borough is is start talking to each other. They are they are paying into the library. And the vote was only on the council. And I, I, I hate seeing these huge issues, these massive issues, be decided by seven people. It should be, right. we should all be deciding together. Well, you were, yeah, we were discussing that a little bit too, what you think um, that the borough and the city should communicate a little bit better. And hopefully you'll have a hand in that if you get... Ab- ab- absolutely. And that that just goes to, with this uh, Prop 2 is... is you know, the, I think the borough residents would have been a lot happier if we had asked them, say, hey, we're going to vote on this. Would you also like to speak on this? Um, we, you know, we're all living together. You know, j- if just because you live past the Coast Guard base doesn't mean you shouldn't get a voice. Right. In a, even if it's, it's a city building, technically, you're paying 500000 into it. That Everyone should get a voice on matters that we all share you know so if you are elected in not to put you on the spot but what what ideas do you have about bridging that kind of gap of communication um well thankfully i am friends with austin (laughs) (laughs) so um i think even that is just Mm -hmm. just going to these people and talking to them um i know austin personally i know jeremy personally i know um i know aj (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah, I, I know a lot of them, and I, I really think it's a matter of taking time out of your day. Say, I get off work and, and call call one of them and say, hey, what can we do together? What can we do together so that we can actually make things happen and, and not right. be left out? Because the city library is owned by the city, but the um, borough pays into it. The The rec center is Parks and Rec, which is borough. But city residents, um, it's, it's right in the heart of the city, and, and city residents are all the time. We just want... To, I think we all want to be included, and I think we should because we're we're on the same island. We see each right. other every day. Well, and in getting somebody who moved here two years ago and who is learning about this political season has been incredibly educational to me um, because I got very involved this year and um, even just with interviewing and whatnot. And I didn't understand the difference between the city and the borough manager or, or the city and the borough prior to this. I didn't know we had different mayors. I didn't know any of this. So it's all very enlightening to me because you're right. We are just kind of one whole thing. So it's interesting to find out that everything's kind of separated and isolated in its own legal way. Um, let's talk about some of your extracurricular stuff. Are you, you're starting an event business or elaborate on that? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, so <laughs> that just started with uh, my passion for comedy. I love, love, love stand up comedy. And I, um, actually it was right before COVID. I, I was like, you know, thinking to myself, uh, 
I bet a stand-up comedian would love to come here. There's, it's beautiful here. There's plenty of, you know, everyone loves to come to catch can in the mm-hmm. summer and, uh, why not double whammy? He comes or she comes and performs an hour and a half show. And then I try to work in some tours for them or something. And so it was an idea in my head for three years now or two or three years now. And, uh, Finally, one night, I, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw a comedian I really like, and I, I messaged him, and he messaged back, and I told my coworkers the next day, and one of my coworkers goes, ah, oh, that's cool. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Negative Nancy, man. <laughs> and so, I, I, something clicked in me. Is I, I, you know, I always talk about wanting to do stuff. I always wanted to run for city council. I always wanted to bring a comedian up, and I, and I was like, you know, gosh darn it, I'd better just do it. I'd better just put the work in and mm-hmm. you know i work 40 hours a week uh, i'm a carpenter it's a hard job and but every day after after work i would put the time in i would go to the, go to the venue i'd talk to them i would you know just see how much everything cost and i would go back and forth with this comedian until he bought airplane tickets and, th- and that's when it was a reality so what what uh, started as me just trying to get a comedian to come here and perform ended up me producing a comedy show um and now and now I'm going to be looking at doing other events as well. I was going to say, you were saying, and I don't know if you want to talk about this yet, but you have another, another comedy show in the works? Yeah, yeah. There's another uh, comic coming in January, and okay, uh, we're really cool. excited about that. He's really excited to come. and um, He actually knew the first comic, Andy Woodhull, who came. Um, and I, I told Andy, I said, you know, my biggest hope is that you had such a good time here in Ketchikan. You could go back to Los Angeles and just be completely honest and say to other comedians i had a great time this guy dion booth well it sold it out really too yeah, yeah. i yep. remember i couldn't even by the time that i wanted to get a ticket it was it was gone i think joe williams got the very last ticket <laughs> and um yeah he said it was absolutely sold out everybody that i know that went had a great time and like the cabaret just packed to the brim oh that was the yeah. other one. Oh, okay that was, was that a different one yeah that was uh, a local uh, local anchorage guy but did yours sell out also yeah mine okay, sold out well, the either Ted way, Ferry yeah Center. yeah very yeah. cool oh okay was that ferry and it sold out yeah that's amazing okay and then you're doing another event at ted ferry soon yeah yeah actually i uh am kind of working with uh, woody science hour to put on a, an adult second chance prom that's gonna be so fun a second yeah. chance prom i don't know if you guys had fun at your prom but mine sucked <laughs> so i hear that a lot i had a good time but i hear a lot of people who didn't have a good time or uh, well there's such go. high expectations for it and then you get there and you're like oh this is all right you know it's you know it's well when you're 18 and it's your yeah. prom you know it's yeah. different so okay well um if we're going to piggyback to back to council stuff in your opinion, what is the most important issue Ketchikan is facing? If you had to pick one, like this needs to change. It's it's hard because every single it is important hard, yeah. <laughs> issue is uh, everyone wants to say, well, what would you do? And it's, I mean, you can't just snap your fingers. Right. So it would probably be housing. Housing. Because housing encompasses homelessness. Yeah. Um, housing encompasses a lot. It, 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 it even ties to the drug problem. If you don't have a home. Mm-hmm. You know, you you find ways to cope. Yeah. Um, so I think housing is the big one, and, and like I touched on, is is the easiest. We don't even have to lift our finger. Thing to do is not raise property taxes. But then the to go beyond that is um, the borough has housing and zoning authority. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is, like I said, just call Otis and say, Hey, man, what can <laughs> I do to help you? What can what can we do to help you? We just need to co-conspire and we, mm-hmm. we need to work together because it's all Ketchikan. We're all the same. 
like a hand holding instead of two isolated yeah. things. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've been, like I said, doing the grow, catch a can stuff and the, the, the meetings and the forums. And, um, it seems like there's a lot of stuff in the works. Um, as far as I know, they're building units and stuff like that. It's just a very slow process, unfortunately. Um, I know they did a study kind of recently on the homeless, like numbers and stuff. I don't know if you were able to, I, up yeah, I went to that. Okay. Very cool. I, was, I missed it, but I heard about it later on. Yeah. It was probably close to two hours. Uh, the city, the city council, the city of Ketchikan got two different consultant um, firms to come in and kind of an- analyze the problem. It's, I think it started in March. Um, and like I've been saying, uh, I sat there for two hours, and their their solution was that we need to get all the governments together, and we need to figure out a solution together. <laughs> I was going to say, apart from housing, do you have any opinions on the homeless crisis or ideas? Uh, I know no. housing is a big, obviously a big part of that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the biggest part, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't. I know, uh, I know Ty Retke is doing a phenomenal job, um, down there with what he has at PATH. So he's come up to council a few times and that's something that maybe we need to look at working with more is because he's in this old rundown building. He's making miracles happen with what he has, but what can we do to, give him more we have city city owned property that maybe we can help him out with things like that but uh i mean ty's he knows what he's doing and he knows what he needs and right. and if we can yeah just work together with him a little better i think there is um and it's it's interesting i lived in juno directly before this and to, to be completely frank i'm not a fan um which <laughs> ketchikan seems to love i come here and i'm like oh yeah i didn't like juno and they're like oh my gosh see it's not just us because <laughs> ketchikan has this really long-term rivalry but i had you know i just anyways we won't get into all that but um it's weird coming from there because they do have so many resources as far as um homelessness and drug um help and stuff like that and we seem to not have as many here i know it's something that people are working on um i've i've had the ketchikan wellness coalition here and like stomp the stigma and they have a, a couple people um but yeah it's interesting they have what is it called up there jammy and the, it's the juno alliance on mental health i think but they do all this stuff for drug stuff and mental health and you know it's interesting coming to a place with with not so many resources so hopefully we can work on getting some more resources in as well. I don't know if that's a council or a borough thing, but uh, I think it's. I think it could be both. Um, yeah. So one thing I think about Juno is them being the capital. True. They're so much Very closer true. to state mm-hmm. level that they. And I, I don't know. Maybe this is like you said. We just have a bias against right. Juno. But what, what I've been hearing since I was little is that they're you know they're the favorite, so they get things that we don't, and it it's easier for them. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, it could just be the, the favorite child. Yeah, the, the bias that I am of loving Ketchikan and being here my whole life. But that's kind of the the feeling that I've always gotten, and mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know what that takes is just a someone willing to put in the time outside of the two meetings a month. You know, right. Uh, and that, that goes for both borough and assembly with the mayor or the candidates, um, council or assembly. But um, just someone willing to write the letters, stay up late on the with the emails going back and forth mm-hmm. with state because it's in. a squeaky wheel that's going to get it. And I think we could if we keep pestering them. Right, right. And it seems like it, it seems to be in the works from what I've talked to people as well. Um, let's talk about long-term goals. Do you just want to be on council? Like where do you see yourself going in you know, five, ten years? Governor. Governor. No, oh, I'm oh, I was no, like, all right. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no I think, I think uh, you know, this is 
pretty probably just counsel. I can't uh, I can't see myself wanting any more than that. Um, and you know, call me selfish, but I want what's best for Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if Sitka, Juno, everyone else, Petersburg, they all do really great too. That's great. But I think where we can make the most quickest rewarding things happen changes are right here real close to home would you ever want to go for borough just uh, strictly out of curiosity i'm just yeah uh, you know i i don't know i don't i've never i've never thought about it you know I've like, this is years t- ago, a few months in the making <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> years ago when i i thought i think it was when the port issue and and uh riley gas ran is like wow someone young can run for council right i thought the prerequisites was in your 50s minimum but uh, he did it, and, and that's when the, the idea first came. It was like, well, maybe one day I can run for council. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing it sooner than I thought I right. would. But uh, so, no, I haven't really thought much beyond that. And I think, if yeah, maybe Burrow, but it, it to me, it's whatever I feel can help catch a can the most and, and you know, the fastest, really, because I'd, I'd like for this to be a really safe, beautiful, vibrant place by the time, you know, in, in less than 10 years. Um, I grew up right almost across the street by Tatsudas. Oh, okay. And wow. uh, when I was a kid, my mom would send me to the movie theater to meet with friends at, you know, 10 years old by myself. There's no way in heck I'd let my daughter do that right, right. now. It's just yeah. so scary. And, and, you know, it's not just Ketchikan. The world's changing. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think we all love about Ketchikan is we're, we're kind of a, a off from the world mm-hmm. you know so as, as on like, an island we're literally isolated yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we we can try to make this our own little paradise mm-hmm. and just push out the rest of that federal stuff and same thing with that's really great about the uh, council and the assembly is the nonpartisan. you know we shouldn't have these massive federal issues coming here and dividing us when we see each other every day and so that's what's great about being isolated is we can, you know, try to push that, push that away from us and we all have common ground. Okay, very cool. Um, can you define partisan for me? Because I keep hearing this word and I'm like, what is the difference between nonpartisan and partisan? Um, division, left division. and right. Okay, okay, very, very <laughs> so cool. So two sides. All right, you know. and sorry guys, I'm like, this has been such an educational few months for me. Very interesting. <laughs> I, I also want to run for city council in a few years when I'm a little bit more prepared. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We it's need very, yeah. the youth. I, I really hope, I completely I really agree. hope you do. I want to. I just We're, want to be, you know, I've been here two years. I don't feel like I know enough quite yet, but eventually I would love to eventually yeah. yeah but you're right about needing the, the youth and younger minds i mean yeah look at the council and assembly right now the two youngest members are there's one person each under 30 on interesting i know about austin but um riley gas is oh, austin's right. classmate actually you're right you're right i, I have met riley one time because i think he won one of our radio promotions so, uh, yeah. yeah class of 2013 there Wow. They're really killing it. Yeah, and then... (laughs) Local politics. Hopefully soon you as well. Well, I guess we will wrap up. Thank you, Dion, for coming on. This has been Dion Booth. And Brittany Rigard, you are listening to 97.5 and 93.3 AM 930 KTKN.